With more than 200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, um, as you probably have heard, in the first week of uh, 2018, um, the federal stance, the Department of Justice's stance on um, enforcing marijuana laws, uh, federal marijuana laws, because as you know, under federal law, marijuana is still illegal, despite the fact that there are 30 states and the... District of Columbia that currently have laws legalizing marijuana, either for medical or for recreational purposes. Um, but you know that tension between what is federally illegal and what is state and locally legal creates kind of a conundrum for the uh, the Department of Justice, and particularly FBI and others, DEA, what have you. Um, under President Obama, a guy named uh, Deputy Attorney General James Cole drafted a memo uh, that said the feds would stay out of state and local business, that uh, that federal efforts would be focused entirely on organized crime and gang activity as it relates to marijuana distribution and sales. Um, Sessions' memo, one page in the first week of January 2018, effectively reverses or lifts that restriction. So the, the Obama memo say said, you, you, you shall not go after anything that looks like it's small time dope dealing or what have you, consumption. Um, the Sessions, of course, uh, memo essentially unshackles federal authorities from that restriction. Uh, what are your thinking? What's your thinking on the ramifications of that? In California and, and the other 29 states that have either um, made recreational marijuana or at least medical marijuana uh, legal by their state standards, let's not forget that federally it is marijuana still is a schedule one drug and it's up there with the hallucinogens um, that say that it's addictive and it's very very harmful of the five categories it's at the top which may be surprising to a lot of people out there but as much as the marijuana advocates and drug alliance policies have tried to change it and try to get the ama to back off and pull marijuana from being a scheduled drug, it remains to be a schedule one uh, drug. So with that in mind, uh, the federal government recognized it as uh, a harm to the people of the United States, even though 60% of the population has voted in one shape or form to quote legalize it. I think we still have to have the the federal oversight and regulations to go after uh, the egregious violators. I, I think you know, too many people are living in a fantasy world where they think that because marijuana is legal, uh, the states are going to be buoyed by millions of tax dollars on the on the legal marijuana and that the black market will vapor up and, no pun intended, yeah. and dissipate. Uh, I don't think that's the case. I think we're still going to have a black market. I think we're still going to have organized crime. And I think uh, the federal oversight, um, the just the... Drug Enforcement Agency, the DEA, the U.S. Marshals still need to be able to look at those 
um, you know, poorly run, mismanaged, and criminal organizations that are selling marijuana. Yeah. Now, of course, with 30 states uh, in the District of Columbia, you have 20 states where it remains illegal, and that's where the FBI had focused much of its, its and the DEA had focused much of its Obama administration. If, if there was any enforcement happening at the federal level, that's where it was taking place. Right. What this memo effectively does is, is it, it puts all of those other 30 states back in play. Right. Now, Sessions, to my understanding, didn't directly say, hey, you go after that guy, you go after that guy. But basically, it said he's given you the freedom to, um, to enforce the law if you see something going on. Sure. Um, now, I'm, I'm kind of of two minds on this because the, the horse has already left the barn. You know, it's not like they're going to be reversing the Colorado. Colorado amended its constitution. It didn't just pass a law. Right. So to to reamend that constitution is going to be a monumentally difficult task. So for for at least Colorado and probably Alaska and probably California, probably Connecticut and Maine and others, this is a permanent state of affairs. So how do you see this tension between the federal government and the state and local authorities who are, you know, the states? You know, state police in, or California Highway Patrol and state police in, in Kentucky or Texas, sure. they have no interest in, in enforcement of this anymore. No, no none whatsoever. And, and I think, again, once again, you have this flawed legislative policy that puts street or line officers in the middle of these uh, political debates, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so without federal oversight... Are you going to get a lot of police agencies that want to get involved when they hear about street sales from an unauthorized vendor? Mm -hmm. Or are they going to want to get involved in 19-year-old smoking pot when the legal age is 21? So there are all these uh, sort of gray areas. They're they're really not. But you've got cops that are afraid. It's it's almost like the the de-policing phenomena that, mm-hmm. that, that makes cops fearful of doing their jobs. And so you have uh, these marijuana issues that remain uh, crimes, but you don't really have a local enforcement agency doing the oversight. Yeah. I mean, in California, we have a, a, an equivalent to the ABC for mm-hmm. alcohol uh, being a cannabis BC, mm-hmm. the CBC, I guess, um, to oversee uh, marijuana laws and regulations. Uh, much of the way of an FDA would look at, uh, you know, are you preserving the meat and, right. you know, is it at the right temperature and things like that. But street enforcement, uh, 18, 19, 21 and below, uh, smoking pot, doing uh, pot at schools and things like that. Uh, I doubt that you're going to see a lot of agencies running to to cover those gaps. A very interesting enterprise. When I first joined Police One back in 2008, I believe it was, um, I, on the direction of one of my colleagues, I did a poll on the Police One homepage and subsequently wrote about it, um, effectively a, a, a dialectic. Do you think you're wasting your time doing pot uh, enforcement? Do you think it's a, it's a worthwhile endeavor? And it was pretty... The, the, the funny or interesting thing is, is it was almost a 50-50 split. Mm. Um, now, this is an unscientific web sure. poll of a self-selecting audience of, you know, members of Police One who are, generally speaking, more active police officers than not. You know, slugs don't go on Police One. They're, they're looking at something else. But um, regardless, I was really quite surprised. And now, that was 10 years ago before a lot of this legalization stuff really kind of took root in, in a widespread fashion. I wonder if you know, members out there now, because the landscape has changed in so many places, I wonder if that number's gone up. 
in terms of people saying, hey, it's, I'm just going to throw my hands in the air. It's a waste of time. It's a revolving door. It's not, right, not going right. to make any damn difference. Right. Besides the fact, and in addition to that, when you talk about the drug problems here in the United States today, in 2018, you got to go with opioids. I mean, that's what's killing people left right, and right. I mean, right. if you're going to devote resources to an illegal substance, or even a legal one, right? Because some of those pills, they're perfectly legal. They're just being obtained uh, illegally. They're being improperly used. Um, so that's where I would see, you know, if you ask a local or state agency that has the conundrum of allocating funds to drug enforcement, that's pretty much where I think I'd be putting my money, right? Oh, absolutely. And in doing research for, for this topic, uh, I was actually surprised that the Schedule One uh, drugs um, that are defined as um, not currently accepted for medical use and a high potential for abuse are heroin, um, LSD, marijuana, ecstasy, and methaqualone, and peyote. Uh, Schedule Two, um, a lot of other... Uh, opiates that you may have heard of, but also fentanyl and Oxycontin are, mm -hmm. are listed in as Schedule Two, which to me is surprising. And, and hopefully something's going to change this year to address the opiate problem in America. And maybe we do uh, bring that up to a Schedule One or, or do something to make it a, a higher priority than it is. Right. And I, I, we've talked about the opioid crisis before, and it bears repeating because, well, it is that important. It, we have to, from a law enforcement perspective, bring on board the doctors and the people who are prescribing these mm -hmm. these these drugs, because if they're not part of the enforcement program, they're just going to continue to do what they're doing. Sure. There's there's no incentive for them to, you know, to take a closer look at well, does this person really need this particular drug, or is there an alternative that I can provide to them right. for their pain relief or whatever it is they're dealing with? Yeah, but I see the ship turning. I do see. Uh, the DEA and state agencies doing more education, having more hands-on training with the medical community, uh, having more severe sanctions for the medical community, especially doctors who over-prescribe mm -hmm. or prescribe multiple um, supplements to the same individuals to the point of going after them and prosecuting them. Yeah. I, think, I think we're on the, the right track there. Yeah. This, this whole marijuana debate continues. Uh, we will certainly circle back to it. Um, of course, there will probably be ballot, ballot initiatives. It is an election year. And um, as we know, in January, November gets around really, really quickly. Um, but we want to hear from you. We want to know what you think. Just as we had polled um, Police One members back 10 years ago, um, let's do it again. Send us an email. Um, yay or nay, is enforcing local um, marijuana laws, or federal for that matter, um, a waste of your time? And should, be, should you be doing something else? Or is it a worthwhile endeavor and something that you think is uh, helping to uh, make your communities safer and better places to live? Uh, the email address is policingmatters at policeone.com. Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Doug Wiley.